Good morning, everybody. Happy Tuesday. Welcome into 104 Through the Fans Coffee Break. Jake Shapiro, Rachel Beal hanging out with you on this rainy, rainy day. Both Jake and I have on like sweatshirts or hoodies. It's finally somewhat fall weather, Jake, and I'm so happy about it. Well, I don't even know if it's fall weather. Like how many times in Colorado per year do we get like a rainy morning? That's like once or twice a year. Like we're used to like a rainstorm in the afternoon, but never this. Rachel, it rained 25% of Broomfield's annual precipitation just in like the last three hours in Broomfield. No way. Yeah. Like I, you got to look at some of the videos. It's flood. I mean, it's not, it's like too much rain, but like hopefully it'll be okay. But yeah, yeah. yeah. That's it's crazy. Flooded. I was up in Erie and Berthoud yesterday for the fan golf tournament uh, and or tour, excuse me. And uh, they got a good amount of rain, but not quite as much as we got down here in the southern parts of the Denver metro area. But this morning, man, Broomfield just getting hit hard. Yeah, we love it. Oh, there goes my ring light. I'm having some issues this morning. So oh, apparently, all right. Dark. Well, we'll let Jake get all that set up. But Jake, we need to talk about NBA schedule release is supposed to be tomorrow. We already know that the Nuggets are going to play on Christmas Day against the Suns. What other guesses you got for some fun NBA schedule stuff? Yeah, uh, the NBA, like you said, Rachel, uh, the schedule's dropping tomorrow. We're super excited for it. Uh, yeah. I mean, it feels like this probably should have happened months ago, given the fact the NBA season is like 45 days away or something like that. It's really close. Um, and like you said, Nuggets get the Christmas Day game. We can break this down in a second. That's going to be the big game of their regular season, Nuggets at Suns. It's the first time we're really honestly seeing that playoff matchup uh, between the Nuggets and Suns from two years ago because we never really got to see it, right? Like Jamal was hurt. MPGA was, you know, a long time ago. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to see the Nuggets as a completely new team on that Christmas Day matchup. That's going to be their premier regular season game. Uh, I would love to see them get, you know, uh, you know, they're going to get a couple games against the Grizzlies. I'm going to be looking forward to that. Uh, I saw a really great game John Morant had here in Denver last year. Um, I would like to see the Oklahoma City Thunder uh, just because I want to see Chet and, you know, maybe Paolo Banchero with the Magic. But, yeah, the premier games we're talking about, they're going to get some of those Thursday night games against the Clippers. They're going to get some of those Thursday night games against the Warriors. And those are going to be the big games that you kind of airmark on the schedule. But a lot of the games that are going to be more important, maybe to the hardcore fans, are going to be those Monday night games against the Timberwolves and those Sunday night games against the, the you know, the Utah Jazz and Portland Trailblazers. So uh, I'm, I'm interested to see that. And, of course, you kind of always circle the games when LeBron and Kevin Durant and uh, Giannis and Ted of the Pumpo are in town. Actually, I sent this to the group yesterday, Rachel. Um, Giannis and Jokic are playing 11 days from today in Serbia in a warm-up game for Eurobasket, the European Championships. And you can get tickets from the Serbian Basketball Federation's website, courtside seats for 51 euros, which is about $50 to see Giannis versus Jokic like 10 days from today. So it might actually be cheaper to go see them courtside if you fly to Serbia right now than it is if you're going to be able to try and do that in Denver. Oh my gosh, what a fun fact for sure, Jake. Uh, If you had to guess though, 
What team is the Nuggets going to open up against? Um, who I'd prefer, I'd probably prefer the Pacers or someone that, you know, you're going to get a win against. Um, if I were to guess, um, the Nuggets opening vibes always feels like they open up against like the Sacramento Kings. Like that's like, that's the vibe of it. Like it's almost always like the Sacramento Kings or I'm trying to think of another one, like the San Antonio Spurs. So Mm Uh, and it would be awesome if they open up against the Spurs because the two teams that are like most tanking this year are the Spurs and Pacers. Uh, yeah. Would it be fun opening night to get the Warriors and that whole thing? Sure. Personally, no way. I would rather just get a win on opening night because opening night is special in itself just for being opening night. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you can make the Warriors game special if it's happening uh, on opening night or game 35 right? Like it doesn't matter when you're playing. It's still going to be interesting to watch. True. Good point. Uh, if you had to guess, are they playing at home or away on opening night? Uh, I would say probably on the road because they got a Christmas day home game. So I'm guessing that, you know, what these teams do. And I actually talked to the person in the Rockies front office that's responsible for this. Um, what these teams do is they submit to the league's requests of things they want like, and they do it in a priority list of give and takes, right? So one of the most important priorities for the Rockies organization, for instance, is that the first Friday of the regular homes, the regular season, they want a home game. And that's what they want to be their home opener. So they get the weekend home opener. So the Rockies actually don't request to have the first game of the season, which is often a Monday or a Tuesday at home. They want a Friday home opener. The Rockies also request to have the weekend before or after right there near 4th of July be I think before more mostly to be at home they have a couple other requests so I'm sure that the Nuggets requesting for a Christmas day game and preferring it to be home because that's a huge gate make a lot of money um is something that the league says okay well you gave us that we can trade you off and say you know the first game of the season you can go out on the road okay Sandler wants to know how far are the Nuggets going into the playoffs this year Jake if you had to guess uh, I want to say they're winning a title this year. Like that's, I mean, the, the Homer, you sound me, like right? Cecil and the Broncos, right? Like that's the Homer in me. I mean, that's my initial reaction. Um, personally, wow. I think anything less than a Western conference finals appearance is going to be a disappointment. Like they need to get in there, uh, face Phoenix, Dallas, uh, Memphis or Golden State, whoever's going to be in there against them. Um, I, I think that's huge. You know, the Nuggets still have never been to an NBA finals. Um, I'm not going to be the person that says, I'm going to set the goal at winning the thing they've never been to, right? Like that's a little ludicrous. Um, so I, I, as a Nuggets fan, my goal for this team is I would love to see them just get there to the NBA finals, but I think it would still be a pretty good success for them to be one of the last four teams in it, which is the high point of this franchise. One they reached a couple of years ago in the bubble and one they reached under Carmelo Anthony and one they reached under David Thompson in the seventies. So um, just to get back to that point would be fun. I mean, I had so much fun watching that team in the bubble and I'm sure it'd be awesome to see them go like six or seven games with Dallas or Memphis or Golden State in the Western Conference final. I think they'll make it to the second round for sure. Uh, I think it's going to depend on a lot of things. There's a lot of new pieces adding into this team. We kind of talk about it a lot when it comes to the Broncos too, where, you know, there's a lot of new things that are going to be going on. Yes, they may be familiar, but they're also very new 
because so many players are coming back from injuries and there were trades and stuff in the offseason. So I'm saying they're making it at least to the second round. It's going to be a fun year, though, Jake. I'm really excited for it. I know you are super excited for it. But what key piece of this team are you most excited to see back on the court? Jamal. Simple as that. Like, Jamal's one of my favorite basketball players of all time. It was devastating to see him go down with that injury. Um, The way he's responded to it, I thought, has has been awesome from the first minute he went down with the injury walking off the floor to Mm -hmm. him trying to get back to the playoffs last year. Clearly just was not ready, and that was not necessary. I, I took it differently than everybody else. I didn't think it was his call. I honestly thought it was out of his hands and he he wasn't ready. So I think he's handled it very, very well. Um, I know he's a tough dude. He's a Canadian. He he takes a lot of pride in that. He was very tough at Kentucky. Um, And the way he plays basketball, the fluidity, the athleticism, the ability to shoot, the playmaking decisions, the awesome ability to create off the dribble. Like he is a very special basketball player and the Nuggets have not had players like that. Like you're talking about in the last 20 years, it's guys like Ty Lawson, uh, J.R. Smith, a couple guys that have really been able to create off the dribble like that. So uh, that Allen Iverson, obviously as well. Um, So I'm really excited to see Jamal. I'm really excited to see Michael Porter Jr. I just read some stuff on him today where he was statistically one of the greatest players ever from the months of March to May in uh, 2021. Uh, His two-month stretch shooting-wise from both inside two-point range and outside of three-point range was incredible. And then the new guy that I'm really interested to see, and personally, I've been a huge fan of his for like three, four years, Bruce Brown. Uh, That was a huge pickup. Uh, He is one of my favorite uh, weird role players in the NBA because he is a six three six four guard who traditionally is a point guard came into the league as a point guard but the Nets were using as a center at times two years ago because he's such a good finisher near the rim uh, he's such a good screener he's such a good defender uh, so I'm really excited to see him as a gadget player and then like just them as a team like we have not seen the starting five of Jamal Murray Michael Porter Jr. Aaron Gordon and Nicole Jokic said for 11 days, like that's how much time we saw them together before Jamal went down. And honestly, as a Nuggets fan, it was the best 11 days of basketball I've ever seen. Yeah, well, there's a lot to look forward to for sure. Uh, The Broncos moved inside today because of the rain, but Randy Gregory returned back to practice yesterday and he spoke to the media after to talk about how the surgery went. Take a listen. Yeah, it was difficult. I think, uh, you know, as far as the shoulder goes, it was something that you know I've been dealing with for two, maybe three years now, and um, got to the point where it was kind of hindering my play. So, um, you know, definitely think it was something important to do long term for the team. So, I've uh, got that taken care of. I'm glad that it's uh, in the past. Still working through some kinks, but uh, should be good to go. Working through some kinks. I love Jake with the nice little slide in right there. He was like, I got this. I got this. Uh, well, Jake, I'll give you another second because Nathaniel Hackett spoke on Randy Gregory yesterday, too, about how he's excited to not have to go up against him. Take a listen. Uh, it was funny. We were watching, you know, when we started game planning a little bit for Dallas, you know, we put a game on just because we wanted to watch and make sure we knew what they were going to be presenting us. And, uh, the whole time it was funny. We were all looking at each other and going, oh, we're really happy that guy's on our team. Uh, I mean, he's a dynamic guy. He's, he's got an unbelievable motor. I mean, he is nonstop all throughout the play. He's physical. He's fast. 
Uh, he's a smart player. You know, I, I think all those things that he brings are, are so great for our football team. And watching him rush the edge is going to be something I'm excited to see. Well, Nathaniel Hackett is not alone. I'm very excited. I know a lot of hosts are very excited to see what Randy Gregory is able to do. Do you anticipate us seeing him at all through the preseason, or is it going to be week one in Seattle that we see him, Jake? Week one in Seattle is my guess. Uh, I think Randy Gregory and a lot of the Broncos starters, like I've said this before, I don't care if they're rusty for a quarter in Seattle. I don't care if they're rusty for a half. I don't care if they're rusty for a whole game. This Broncos team has made it clear that they're – goal is the Super Bowl. So I don't really care what they do in week one. I care what they do towards the end of the season and in the playoffs. So if they being slow starters in week ones and two is going to make them a better football team and a healthier football team down the stretch, then I'm fine with it. But again, this is with the promise and the assumption that they'll be competing down the stretch and they'll be a better football team down the stretch. Now, if they come out flat in week one and week two, and it bleeds into week nine, like we got some problems, but I'm trusting Nathaniel Hackett because he seems like a guy I want to trust. He seems pretty cool. Oh my gosh. First of all, he's hilarious. I love the way he just like discusses things with the media too. And the way he discusses his players, there's so much like love and chemistry that's building between this team. So I love it, but I actually just realized that Will Peterson joined us um, here on the back end because he's getting ready for trivia. So we're going to bring Will in because he wants the starters to play on Saturday against the bills. And he's getting a little bit of hate feedback on it. Will, first of all, I know I'm bringing you in a little bit early but I need to discuss your article this morning because people don't love the idea of the starters playing on Saturday. Yeah. My, my retort, Rachel would be half the coaches in the NFL played their starters in week one. Patrick Mahomes, uh, did. Patrick Mahomes played in, in Chicago on that cruddy turf up at soldier field. We all saw the pictures of how bad the field was and guess what? He was just fine. He went six of seven for 60 yards and a touchdown. He hit Travis Kelsey, his favorite target, is Travis Kelsey the most valuable receiver on the Chiefs with Tyreek Hill gone? Absolutely. I should probably say pass catcher because he's a tight end, but you guys know what I mean. He's Patrick Mahomes' number one target. If it's good enough for the Chiefs and it's good enough for half the league, then Russell Wilson can play. I was 30 yards away when Tim Patrick's ACL gave out. You know what Tim Patrick's ACL gave out? In practice, it's football. That happens. They're in the field house today because it's raining. Someone could get hurt today. Every single day these guys go to work, there is an injury risk. The, the upside of playing them is you gain the chemistry, you work out the kinks, and Rachel, do we want to be doing halftime chill week one, talking about the Broncos being in a 3-3 game with Seattle because the offense can't move the football? Of course not. We don't need halftime adjustments in Seattle to work this out. We need it to happen this weekend in Buffalo. I think it makes all the sense in the world. Oh, I like it, Will. I like how people are arguing with you. I like how you're holding your ground with it and bringing some backup info in there, too. So we'll see what ends up happening, what Nathaniel Hackett's game plan is. But, Will, since you're here, we're going to be rating some fits from this past weekend for the Broncos. So let's start one up. Jake, hit it. Who should we do first? All right, yeah, this is a good one. Who wore it best, Russell Wilson or Sam Martin with the all-white fit? Gentlemen, who do we like? Uh, I'm not a big fan of either. Uh, it's very summery vibes, but I'm, I'm not a big all white fit guy. Uh, especially when you're about to put your hand in the dirt 
right? Like you can get those fits pretty dirty pretty quickly. It also is pretty hot this weekend, Rachel and Will. If you either of us wore all white, I don't know if we're as uh, – I'll just speak for myself. I'd be sweating through that and there'd be a lot of sweat stains. <laughs> I, I like them both, actually. Uh, I think they both pulled it off. If you're going to commit to the all white, you got to commit. The only thing I'll say is I don't know why Sam Martin wore the hat. I would I would have gone no hat there. Russ with the headphones I'm cool with, but I don't think Sam Martin needed to add the hat unless it was an all white hat as well. Um, but But I'm a fan and obviously – Russell Wilson posted a video of him coming out of his $25 million home that Pat McAfee had a lot of fun with. Russell Wilson actually quote tweeted that this morning uh, to Pat's reaction to this clearly staged video. Um, I, I don't know. I'll give them both a, a – well, I'll give Russ a B-plus, and I'll give Sam Martin a B because I don't like the hat. Real quickly, yeah. Will, what do you think Russell Wilson is listening to? <laughs> Nothing. Uh, he's Sierra. just a fan screaming at him. No, he's absolutely listening to Sierra. Ride by Sierra and Ludacris. Come on, right? There you go. There you go. There is no way he is listening. Do you know how many times he's probably heard that song? Not yeah, Russ, the kind of guy that would do that and, and internally say, well, I'm just supporting my wife. Like, I could see that. I like it. Um, I don't mind the why. Yeah, nothing extra super spectacular. We'll want to talk about real quick the Pat McAfee show how they really went into the door being shut. So clearly this took some time for them to film. It wasn't like he was actually coming out of his house. If you haven't seen it, definitely go watch it. It was hilarious. Um, okay, Jake, who's next? Who else are we rating here? Ooh, the wide receivers, Cortland Sutton, Jerry, Judy, KJ, Handler. At least I think that's Sutton, isn't it? No, maybe not? I think it is, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, whose outfit do we like best here, Jake? I'm not sure who that is on the far left. Is that the one? It's Cortland. That's the same outfit he was wearing in the locker room video. Okay. I love it. I love the orange tights under the ripped blue jeans. That's a sick look as well. Little Broncos blue and orange there. I'm a big fan of the ripped up jeans with the white t-shirt, black bucket hat, a little, a little maybe shout out to Andrew Mason on the bucket hat. Um, And then uh, on the right there, love that fit as well. Like, like I said, you know, these receivers look like rock stars, look like they're going to a hardcore post-punk show. I'm all about it. That's the way I dress. Like, these are these are A-plus fits. Yeah, you, you, you kind of stole my thunder, but you hit the nail on the head. They didn't do Mace Fit Friday. They did Mace Fit Saturday. So good for Jerry Judy and, and Cortland Sutton getting involved, uh, honoring the great Andrew Mason and all his work he does uh, for years and years on the Broncos beat, of course, now with us at DenverFan.com. That's my takeaway. So I'm going A plus too. I, I think Jerry Judy got the memo. Oh, Jerry Judy. I like Cortland's. I think it's simple. I love the orange, like Jake said. KJ's is fine too. It's just very basic. Uh, so I think Cortland wins this one. Next one, Jake, before we get ready for trivia. Okay, so the Broncos merch, let's say with that, who do we like best? Do we like the hoodie? Do we like the tee? How are we feeling about these ones, gentlemen? The, the hoodie to me, it's like you just showed up to work in sweats and that's fine. Like, I don't have a problem with that. Like, whoever that is, and I'm sorry, I'm not great. Nick at Benito. Thank you. I'm not great at facial recognition of the NFL players because of the helmets. We talked about this on Coffee Break recently. Um, but that's fine. Like, you can show up to work looking cozy and comfortable. I'm cool with that. It's a cool sweatshirt, so I'm not going to grade it. And then fit on the left that again i love it i love the throwback march the 97 champ shirt that's probably an original shirt 
Um, big fan, uh, white sneakers, black jeans. I think that's an A plus fit. Like, you know, I'd wear that again. Yeah. They're both going retro here. Obviously, as Jake mentioned, the t-shirt fans would, would pay 50 bucks to get their hands, maybe more uh, on a t-shirt like that. It's so vintage, so late nineties guys. That just screams late nineties. I love it. Um, and then obviously the hoodie, that's the logo. A lot of people want the Broncos to bring back permanently. Um, so many highlights, obviously, of John Elway wearing that. But fun fact, guys, the Broncos never won a Super Bowl until they changed their uniforms. The first year they changed from the old school D horse logo that we see there on the right was the uh, 1997 season when they obviously won Super Bowl 32. So they're 3-0 and in their new uniforms. And obviously, I believe, 0 for 4 in Super Bowls with the old one. So while, pe- while people want to bring it back, I'm not sure it is the best of luck. Mm, interesting point there, Will. All right. Well, we love game day fits. I'm always here for it. I love rating it. But we do need to tell you about a really awesome opportunity before we get started with trivia. So parents, you can register to win a year-long membership at Redline Athletics Centennial for your student. Redline Athletics' brand new state-of-the-art speed and agility training facility is the ultimate spot for your student athlete to take their performance to the next level. Redline Athletics helps build a better student athlete so enter today you can check it all out at denverfan.com a great opportunity again get your student kind of just just this next level experience so definitely check it out denverfan.com but let's get into some trivia because who doesn't love trivia on a tuesday especially a rainy one will you miss the memo though of the black i'm a little disappointed in you yeah it was good to be able to wear long sleeves today though not gonna lie so so here for it yes. so 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 here for it I was all in on that all right I needed the game pin so there we go two six nine one four five yep go ahead hang out with us join play some trivia here with us it's Bronco related trivia hang out with us for a little bit test your knowledge let's see what we got going on play Ross all right we're gonna give it a little bit of time in here. Troy B., thanks for hanging out with us. Appreciate it. You know Timo's around here somewhere. Come on, Timo. Timo. There he is, our man. Look at that. You're prophetic. OU fan, you too. What's up? Happy to have you. All right. We're going to give it a few more minutes, everybody. That game pin, 269-145. Go to Kahoot.it. OU fan. I bet they recognize Nick Benito. OU fan. Yep. Good point here by Troy, three and one in the new uniforms. Not yeah, that's what years. I said. I said 0 and 4 in the old ones. I didn't say they didn't lose Super Bowl 48 in the new ones. The You're Broncos just saying back. there's a, there's a chance of winning in the new uniforms, whereas there was no chance of winning. Well, yeah, they're three and five in their eight Super Bowls. Uh, I will take three and one as opposed to 0 and 4. I think that's a that's a pretty good win percentage in the, the new fit versus the old fit. So, yeah. All right, again, we want to give people a few minutes to just get set up. So 269-145, go to Kahoot.it. Jake, was it Timo who won last week? I'm pretty sure. I think so. Man, man, the man, the man. All right, we do know a lot of people are having slow days, so we can get started here in just a second, but I want to see if anyone else is going to hop on and play with us. Give it just a second. I feel like Uh, no one really liked my Nick Benito joke. I mean, I heard it. Taking, um, taking shots at Jake. Boomer sooner, baby. Let's go. Let's ride. All right. We're going to go ahead and get started. Timo is the man to beat, everybody. Broncos trivia. Three, two, 
one. When was the last time the Broncos lost to the Cowboys? Hmm. In the regular season or? Just in general. They haven't played, they surprisingly have not played that many times. So if you had to guess, when was the last time they lost to the Cowboys? Ooh. 95, everybody. It's been a minute. They've only, I think they've played them like six times since then, but 1995 was the last time the Broncos lost to the Cowboys. I remember the Aqib Tlaib pick six here at the very end of the game. I obviously remember the Peyton Manning bootleg in yep. Dallas where he where he tricked the camera and then Tony Romo threw a bad interception, uh, shockingly, for Dallas to lose that game. I think Matt Prater kicked a field goal and they won 51-48. Yep. No, I re- I'll never forget Peyton. I was actually at a family gathering when he did, and we all were like, holy smokes. Anyways, yeah, okay. Jim, Jim Nance nailed the call. I goes, Peyton still has the football. So, How many professional yeah. teams has Broncos QB Josh Johnson played for? If you saw the graphic during the broadcast mm-hmm. on Saturday night, you know this one. Yep. Good Morning Football also discussed it today. It was an insane insane graphic yep 14 correct 14 different teams but he's still rocking you know what he looked good on saturday so i'll take it he did jake shapiro staying hot number one i wrote about both those fun facts the last week at denverfan.com in my stories hell yeah everybody denverfan.com all the info you need what's the highest ranking russell wilson has had on the nfl top 100 it's another this is yes. another thing we've covered on denverfan.com. Yep, when when, when you read it. Andrew Mason, you learn these things. So, Yesterday yes. on Coffee Break, we talked about it too. It's the highest ranking. It is kind of crazy. He was this high just two years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, number two. Let's see who got that one. Jake's staying real hot. Troy B, also he's in the mix. Timo, my man. You, you usually watch Coffee Break every day. You're always on top of it. How many people were in attendance for Saturday's preseason game? We talked about this on the post-game show. Um, it was kind of all over yesterday, too. So a lot of people discussing it. And, and what was crazy was the photos looked like a regular season game yeah. during the Vic Fangio era. Uh, <laughs> yep. It, um, there was as many people at a meaningless preseason game as there were wanting to watch Vic Fangio coach football and Drew Locke play quarterback. Yep. It was a fun environment. I'm not going to lie. Jake's staying hot again. He's just fast with the fingers today, everybody. All right. True or false? Russell Wilson dressed but did not take a snap on Saturday. I hope he dressed. You saw him dressed. <laughs> he, was wearing, he was wearing clothes. We can confirm that. Oh, my gosh, the sassiness. All right. Uh, Sorry, I forget that we do pick on your trivia. It's okay. It's okay. Trust me. This was all about being speedy, though, okay? Got to give people a fast finger. So, Jake, We know what Rachel meant. It was funnier to do it that way. (laughs) Listen, we are all very close here at 104 Through the Fans, so I look at it as just brothers picking on me. I don't mind it one bit. So, Troy's gotten all five, but he needs to go fast here. What year did now Raiders head coach Josh McDaniels get fired as the Broncos head coach? Oh, it's one of those two. Mm. See, sometimes when you space these out, I can just guess based on the era. 
but I had to think about which one it is. I'm pretty confident I got it right. Mm. But there's two standing out. Boom. December of 2010, he got fired. Oh, knocked from the number one spot. Look at play Russ, baby. Oh, I was at a high school basketball game at Rock Canyon when that happened. I was trying to figure out what year I was, I was, when I was playing. <laughs> All right. Last question we got. What was the final selling price of the Broncos to the Walton Penner group? I would like to uh, congratulate myself on my trivia win today. So, Oh, well, talking some smack. Well, I was in first and I, I got it right fairly quickly. So I would be, I would be quite surprised if I'm past here. You'd be a little shocked. Yes. Let's see. 4.65 billion. And our podium is Troy V coming in number three. Troy, thanks for hanging out with us. Number two, the very own Jake Shapiro. And look at Will's little smile as he's getting ready to watch his name, Play Russ, show up as number one. Nice job, Will. Nice job. Timo, OU fan, thanks for hanging out with us today. We love having you guys play trivia with us. Um, Good times, guys. Good times. Nice job, everybody. Nice job. Those were were solid questions. I missed the first one. Uh, I missed the Cowboys question. So I was glad to... Mm -hmm. You know. Oakley and Zach, they gave me that one yesterday. Okay. I didn't know that one either. And then they said it and I was like, well, that's a great Tuesday trivia. I like it. I'm older than the last time the Cowboys beat the Broncos. Or, or the, that, that streak is older than me, rather. Because uh, 95. You have not been on this earth for, for a Cowboys Broncos win over the Broncos. Yes. Yeah, go. me either. <laughs> Jake, when's your birthday? May. May what so year? Actually, uh, 95. So actually, maybe I was like a baby. Okay. Baby, baby. Yeah, if it happened in the 95 season, yeah, you, know, you, you had a few months under your belt at that point. Yeah, I, I can't still remember it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't expect you to tune into Broncos Cowboys as a six month old. Didn't think that one was on your radar. Well, I was, yeah, I was not around yet. I was born in January of 1996, so I was definitely not not here because they weren't playing them in the playoffs, but. Obviously, that next season was a good season for the Broncos, so maybe we're good luck charms, guys. I like it. When we yeah, were little it babies. Is, it is a bummer that the two of you don't don't remember the the two Elway TD Super Bowls. Um, they're just on my you know peripheral, I guess would be the word, because I was I was six and seven when they happened. So it was like you knew it was a big deal, and your parents took you to a big watch yeah. party. But like I, I was a, a six year old doesn't appreciate winning the freaking Super Bowl. So um, I certainly remember it, but I don't remember being as joyful as I should have because I thought that was just the norm. My team's always won the We're Super. Always Bowl. good. Yes. Well, you know Troy says I'm old. Got married that year. Ouch. Well, Troy, you're not old. We appreciate you hanging out with us every single day. So you're not old. Don't worry about it. I've actually got a sports memory before the '98 Super Bowl win with LA. I remember the Maguire Sosa home run chase. I, I have like faint, faint memories of it from when I was three years old. Wow. Yeah. That is a, that is a pretty sharp thing to remember as a three-year-old. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know if I have any memories from being a three-year-old. So the, the fact baseball sticks in your brain, I mean, it kind of makes sense. You're our baseball guy. So you were just sort of wired that way from a very young age. Right? Okay, wait, what's your oldest memory though that you have? Well. Uh, it's actually really morbid, but I broke my leg when I was like very early on four years old. And that's, 
that's pretty traumatic. So if, you know, you break your leg, you guys don't want the details of how I broke my leg, but I can tell you anyway, if you're really curious. Sure, hit us. So I was um, in a chair like like the one I'm sitting in now, and it had like holes <laughs> here in the back, and my leg was through the back, and I was oh. tipping myself and catching myself, and I didn't catch myself. Oh, that had to hurt. Yeah. That had to be good. a bad one. Not good. No. Oh. Jake, have you both broken a bone? Uh, I broke my foot while playing hockey. And this is why I kept telling you guys with whoever hurt their foot, Val, as soon as he takes the boot off, it's going to swell. I was playing hockey. I was like 15 years old, 14 years old, broke my foot blocking a shot. I knew I broke it right away. Told my coach I broke it, said I want to keep playing, scored a hat trick and then missed the next six months because I had to recover from a broken foot but I kept playing through it it was very painful but I had a hat trick on a broken foot and that was basically one of my peak sports moments yeah that's Jake Nachushkin right there man yeah, yeah like, no kidding I was yeah. say, the hockey gods were with you that day being like all right let's give this kid a final good game my earliest memory is I remember being on the playground at my elementary school I want to say like probably third grade and I remember racing all of the little boys and winning. And that's Ooh. when I think my competitive spirit just started everybody. I was here for it all. I was like, all right, let's do this. Um, and then I've never broken a bone, guys. Knock on some wood for yeah, me. Everybody I'm knocking for you. Knocking Can't spell Rachel without race. It's right there in the name. I like it. I like it. All right. Well, everyone, thanks for hanging out with us here. A very chill Tuesday. We're just like the weather. Will, as always, love having you on. Jake, you too, and everybody else, thank you so much. We'll be back 10.30 a.m. tomorrow morning. We'll see everybody then. Bye, everyone. Peace.